You know, in terrible times of tragedy like what's going on in Michigan State, people look for voices that can comfort them and, and, and assure them that there will be better days ahead. Tom Izzo is one of those voices for Michigan State. He's been there so long, and he showed that last night at the vigil. Michigan State is my home. Everyone thinks I'm a youper. Yes, that's where I came from. But virtually all of my adult life, I've been a Spartan. I've seen some incredible highs. And yes, unfortunately, there have been some devastating lows. But as a Spartan, we always get through it together. We're Spartan tough, Spartan strong. Tom Izzo joins us on the Mitch Album program. Tom, thank you for taking a minute to speak with us today. Uh, Mitch, you're one of the good guys in this profession, and it's, uh, it is a bizarre day on a week that's normally filled. We'd be talking about, you know, the game, which we can, but, I mean, we, you know, it's one of the big rivalries in sports, and uh, and it seems to semi-take a back seat and I'm trying to figure out how I can make it a front seat to help people. Mm. and how I don't insult people by making it a front seat, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, sometimes in sports and, and other things, they, they tend to feel trivial when held up to other things, except that they're just another part of daily life. No more trivial than having breakfast, uh, you know, or, or, or run into the store to pick up some groceries or whatever. Life eventually yeah. has to go on. The, you know, your, 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 your players are also students, and popular students and so my guess is that they know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody of of these people who were who were shot or heaven forbid of the three who were killed uh what's been their reaction and how do you talk to them about this i'm really proud of alan heller and our chief of police uh, chief lynch they by by the next morning early uh we had a zoom call and uh we had professional um, people on there that were uh, mental health professionals and all the other things. And I just realized that sometimes I think I know everything and I figured out that I know nothing. And uh, so that was very helpful. And a little while after that, I had my team over because we couldn't come on campus. So I had my team over to uh, my house and we had a meeting there and just kind of discuss things and from the help of some of our professional people i i guess i tried to tell them listen i know every one of you going to deal with this differently just know that we're here for you you know that we can get help were you able like you're the guardian of the team you're like the parent that you know parents put you in charge of these kids they're the parents when that's happening that night are you able to get in touch with your kids and and be able to find out if they're okay how did that work out with you that night Well, ironically, my kid was, my, my personal kid, Stephen, was over there picking up his girlfriend uh, 10 minutes after it happened, and he got run out of there by the police, and and then he called us from Breslin. I had my radio show that night, so it wasn't working, and uh, so then uh, my chief of staff here uh, got a hold of every player, every manager. Uh, we got a hold of as many parents as we could. Uh, he did an unbelievable job, and I just sat there. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got a cold, but trying to uh, make sure that, you know, my son was okay, and then tried to make sure that, uh, 
you know, the players were and when everybody was accountable. And, you know, it was pretty impressive here, guys, that uh, everybody stayed in place, you know, and uh, all 20,000 that live on campus um, did what they're supposed to do. You know, usually when that happens, it, some kids are out running around, but everybody stayed in place and followed the protocol. And, and sure enough, it might have saved some other lives, and it definitely made it easier for yeah. our police. How do you, uh, how do you, as someone who is, as you, you said in a, another quote from last night, you live Michigan State. You don't just love it or like it. You live it. How do you make sense of this guy wandering onto campus there? And we've all been wringing our hands as to, well, what, what would we have done differently if we might have suspected this? Do you rim the campus with metal detectors? Do you uh, not l- allow access to anybody on campus who isn't already a student, you know, or a professor there? Do, do you turn it into a compound so that it can be safe? We had callers call in that day who had kids up at, up at state who said, lock it down. Just lock everything down. I don't care. Lock it down. My kids need to be safe which is an understandable reaction in the aftermath of it, but not very practical if you probably think about it. What what do you do to keep something like this from happening again? Well, if you know, as you know, Mitch, you've been on Michigan's campus, Michigan State campus a million times, and <clears throat> the size of these campuses, I mean, uh, I don't think that's practical. Uh, just like I don't think you can live in fear your whole life um, I think there's got to be more accountability when things happen. I think there's got to be more laws to take care of some things. I, I, I struggle with a lot that's going on, uh, to be very honest with you. And, and most of it is the accountability. I mean, there's mental health problems. There's drug issues. Um, you know, some of those we could help. Some of them we haven't done as good a job of with the mental health. And hopefully we'll get better at that. But this was such a no ties, no nothing, no reason. And unfortunately for him, he's he killed himself. Unfortunately for us, we really have no reason. You know, when somebody walks in and does something that's a racial issue, at least you know somebody walks in and does something to a professor that flunked him or a boss that fired him, at least you know. I mean, this seems so senseless. And that that's what makes it so discouraging because – what could you have done, you know? Right. And uh, I don't know. I I I don't think you can live um, in fear of every day. I think you got to be smarter, but I, I don't think you can lock down everything. That's just my opinion. I agree with you. Uh, and the random violence, the the kind that comes yeah. without any yeah. any justification, is the scariest of all because it means that yeah. any innocent moment of any innocent day is not potentially innocent because somebody could out there for no reason whatsoever and, 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 and just start firing. I wonder if you, you and I, Tom, are, are close as the same age. I wonder if you've been as taken aback as I have been at how the young people are, are inured to this kind of thing. Like, we, we, we had four or five kids on the day, it ha- the day after it happened, and all of them said, yeah, I've been kind of prepared for this. My high school had drills for this kind of thing. Some of them were at Hoxford High School uh, when yep. that happened. And some have, li- some have actually lived through this. is their second one already. Um, this isn't something that we grew up with. And I, I just find it astonishing how calm relatively, not that they're not upset, but how they kind of aren't shocked 
that this would happen because they've grown up in a in a world where, hey, this year alone we've had more mass shootings than we've had days of the year. There there are over seventy mass shootings in this country already, in and we're only in February of this year. Well, one of my assistants said it best. I said, you know, I I was saying, boy, for my son Stephen, four years of school and. We've had different things happen here, and then COVID, and you know he didn't even go to class for over two years, and and then this now when you go to class, you're going to be looking over your right shoulder and your left shoulder. It seems so unfair. And my assistant says, "Well, my kids in nursery school, and they have drills there." Thank you. <laughs> that's sad. Wow. I mean, it's sad. There's something Terrible. wrong with our country if that's what's going on. And uh, I. I, I think, you know what, Mitch, guys like me and you, we probably should help because it, it seems like, uh, I don't know, I don't have all the answers. I really don't. But I'll just say this. If there's not, if there's not more accountability, I mean, this guy had a, a gun issue a couple of years ago right? and some other issues, if, and we just let go. If there's not more accountability, um, uh, I, don't, I don't see how it changes. But I would say this, too. We do kind of blame the kids' generation, but I think it's our generation that allowed them to um, be as undisciplined because there are no rules anymore, you know, Um, and I think that's ridiculous. Will you be disappointed if there is not significant legislation uh, that comes out of this in the state of Michigan, especially with a a unified a Democratic House and governor and, and Senate that all seems, at least word-wise, if you believe them, what they've been saying this week, that we're going to do something about this. Yeah, what I'm disappointed in is, you know, I understand the Democrats and the Republicans. I mean, uh, you know, everybody's got to fight for their stuff. and this, But, you know, it's it's like I said about Michigan, Michigan State, when I always say, yeah, I don't like Michigan, and they don't like us, you know. But, like, when, when I... I always talked about John Beeline. I had great respect for him. And that's what you look for it is that the people respect you. I mean, uh, and I think what we're, we're having here is it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican, what is right? I mean, there's some Republican kids that might've got shot last night. There's some, and I, I'm not, I mean, I come from an area where everybody hunts, but this, uh, F, uh, AR-15 and this, uh, these uh, assault weapons and what does that got to do with hunting? You know, I, I struggle with that and I'll probably get killed for saying it, but maybe it's about time somebody says something because I, I, I have a granddaughter on the way and uh, I don't want her in this. I don't want, I don't want to take her to, to preschool and worry about whether somebody's going to come in with a gun. Right. Uh, Coach, mean, for, it just seems insane. For all the right reasons, obviously the game against Minnesota uh, postponed um, last night. The decision has been made to resume athletics uh, with the Michigan game Saturday night in Ann Arbor. Uh, were you consulted by A.D. Allen Haller and perhaps others to see if you thought it was in the best interest of your team coming off a tragedy like this? You know, I think uh, – uh, Alan and, and their AD um, did talk about it. I think the president's talked about it. But, you know, um, this is the hard part for me because it sounds so, I don't know, it sounds cold and callous in a way, you know, like let's move on, you know. 
I don't want to move on. But will a game like that help bring us back to normality? I, I happen to be at the San Francisco 49er um, Giant, New York Giants game. It was the first game after 9-11. It was on a Thursday night. It was the only game, and I was on the field with Mariucci. And, the, you know, what that game did and, and honoring the police officers and people, I mean, we're not going to forget these three kids. We're not going to let that happen here as long as I'm here. And yet, unfortunately in life, you, you, you do got to move on. So I'm hoping that we do a good job of honoring them. And yet... Uh, I think it does have to move on to a certain extent. And uh, hopefully that game will bring some people together. They're not alone. And uh, maybe that helps too. Well, your words last night were a big help uh, to the Michigan State community and the Spartan community, uh, Tom, and people like you step up in moments like this. And and, uh, I'm sure I'm not speaking for on behalf of everybody who's listening and saying, number one, you need a cough drop. And number two, uh, Thank you for, uh, you know, being the person that everybody knows who you are when, when it counts. And uh, we appreciate well, you I appreciate it. I think the same of you guys. And uh, let's hope that uh, somehow, uh, you know, the game will be important. But it does make you realize, doesn't it, guys, that there's things bigger than a game. Yeah, no doubt. Sometimes, uh, we should always realize that. To figure that out. Shouldn't take, right. Yeah, shouldn't take bullets to make us realize that. No question. Sure. Thank you, Tom Izzo. Appreciate, Appreciate you guys. As right, always. Thanks, Tom Izzo from Michigan State. Our hurts are heavy. Our losses have been great. Our lives have been permanently changed. But with a shared commitment to help each other and a promise to remember those we have lost, we will learn to find joy once again.